All right, guys, welcome back to the Full Corblet Sports Show. I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for showing all the support you guys do. If you guys would like to show support by rating the podcast, you can go to Google. You can go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Good Pods. It is a. Those are all the features. Those are all the platforms that you can use that feature on. So if you guys enjoy the content or anything like that feel free to do that thank you guys so much also if you go to anchor.fm slash full court blitz again that's anchor.fm slash full court blitz if you go over there there is a donate button don't feel like you need to do that though just kind of an option if you guys want to uh, but i really would i really do appreciate it if you guys do or if you guys have whatever thank you um and then there's also a follow button so you don't not so you don't miss an upload when an episode goes live. Um, it's kind of staying in the loop. It's getting kind of busy right now with preseason here now, and so there's actually more games on tonight. I believe the first game is at one, one p.m. I'm pretty sure. Well, for me anyway, my time. So let's get into today's episode, and it's not too long. I mean, there's just a couple things here, so I just figured I cover it get it out of the way so that way I am staying so I don't get behind with all this pre uh, preseason and other news so let's get into it and yeah should be good all right so this one I was really hoping would get another Super Bowl but veteran run veteran running back Dion Lewis that was drafted by New England retires is retiring now after eight years in the league with again one Super Bowl title. So plays with New England for I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. Oh my bad. Did I say he was drafted by New England? No. Drafted by Philadelphia, excuse me. Fifth round pick by Philly. Played first two years there, then traded to Cleveland 2013. Then comes to New England in 2014. Yeah, that's my fault, my bad. Man, then continues to make that 2015 Pats roster, compiling 258 scrimmage yards in first two weeks. Uh, ends up being Tom Brady's best running back, his favorite running back. Then continues to... Then Blew out his ACL, final eight games of 2015, the first half of 16. And then he was traded away after, of course, the title. Or he was, then he, you know, he was off the team then after winning that title, basically. Generated 895 yards with the pass in 17 and six touchdowns to go along with 214 receiving yards and another three touchdowns. Signing then with Tennessee after 2017. So, yeah, after, you know, after that title and everything, he wins that title, then not much has really happened after that, and then he leaves. Then he goes and joins Tennessee with Mike Vrabel and them, and he gets 726 rushing yards, 564 receiving yards, and only three total touchdowns with Tennessee. Last played. 16 games in 2020, 
for the Giants, earning 242 scrimmage yards and three, again, only three touchdowns. So it was 10 years, played eight years, spanned 10 years, played eight, only playing in eight. Finishes with 2,425 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, 1,408 receiving yards, and eight passing catching scores. So I was really hoping to see more out of Deion Lewis. Kind of, kind of bounced on the league a little bit. Obviously, his most success was with New England winning that title. And, uh, yeah, so, again, Deion Lewis retires and... Next thing here is the Jaguars are trading former Pro Bowl linebacker Joe Schobert to the Steelers. It's an interesting little get. So, Steelers have agreed to trade again with Jaguars for linebacker Joe Schobert. Tom Pelosero has reported on it. The details on it, not the the details on the on the uh, trade, is that a 2022 sixth round pick by Pittsburgh will be sent to Jacksonville for Joel Sherbert. So it's just kind of a one on one deal. And then Ian Rappaport actually reported on the details of it. So shout out to both of them. Yeah. So Joel Sherbert actually. Actually, coming back to where he first started his career, first started out in AFC North, was with them for was with the Browns for four years, including a 2017 Pro Bowl bid, and uh, yes, yeah, so I had a really good season that year. And so, that is an interesting deal. So, Joel Schobert actually inked a lucrative five-year, $53.8 million deal with the Jags ahead of the 2020 campaign was under a different regime at the time due to a $7.3 million in 2021, but actually carried no dead cap after this season. So there was no dead cap for that 7.3. And now he's going to be going on his third team in, ironically, as many years he's been in the league. So one team each year, 141 tackles, team high 141 tackles in Jacksonville. And, uh, yeah, so those are just kind of all the little little mini details. And, uh, yeah, so Joe Schobert going to be a Steeler now. Next thing here, now this one is, I think this is the first team to do this, I'm pretty sure. But when you go to a Saints game this year, you're going to be required to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to attend Saints games. I believe to attend a Saints game with a negative test, I believe it has to be within, what do they say, within three days of game day. There's either there's either two or three days before game day that you have to test negative. Um, but, yes, yeah, so you have to bring, like, your vaccination card basically to the game. So, yeah, so this wasn't just the owners of the, of the stadium. This is the city of New Orleans – wanting, you know, requiring this now that you have to show vaccination or a negative COVID test, negative COVID-19 PCR test within 72 hours at Caesars Superdome. And it has to be proof because, I mean, it's the, the that Delta variant's getting out of hand, I guess. So 
This was announced Thursday by Mayor LaToya Cantrell. Applies to patrons at restaurants, bars, and other venues and will go into effect August 16th with enforcement starting the week of August 23rd. And this was a, what is this, a statement given by the Saints. Quote, as, re, as required by the city of New Orleans, fans will simply need to show their vaccination card or verified digital proof of vaccination. Um, let's see here. An LA wallet or other official government sanctioned app or a negative COVID-19 PCR test taken within the prior 72 hours to attend games. Per the government's mandate and updated New Orleans regulations, masks will also be required at all times other than when eating or drinking. We are committed to doing everything we can in the current environment to protect your health and safety while at the same time providing the best game day experience in the NFL. Our team has been blessed with the greatest home field advantage in sports because we have the most committed, resilient, and passionate fans in the world. We understand some will be frustrated as we are that we find ourselves in this position. We as a community have overcome so much in our history and come back stronger every time. Together we can defeat this virus and return to living, celebrating and winning in the way we always have. We need you in that number, both on game day and defeating this virus. End quote. So, so yeah, they're going to be at full capacity. They're just making you have a, a, proof of vaccination and uh yeah so it just everyone needs to be masked and there's another mm, there's another statement i'm trying to figure out who it was from okay this is continuing from the saints statement by saying quote we remain optimistic that with our community's help and as the vaccination rates increase these restrictions will no longer be necessary as the seasons progress. Season progresses. To assist in that effort, the Saints will be teaming up with Oshner Health on a number of free vaccination events throughout our region and outside of the Caesar Superdome on game day. For detailed information on vaccination opportunities and education, Saints game day policies and procedures, and other game information, there's a website. End quote. So, they're really kind of buckling down on the vaccination again and really showing proof. I, I'm sure they won't be the only team to do this as well. I'm sure there'll be other teams because they want to make sure that they can stay 100% capacity, even though it's going to suck having to wear a mask. Uh, when it's a full stadium, that's going to suck. But moving on here, what else do we have? Next thing is, now I forgot to add this. I, sh I guess I should have talked about this yesterday on my bonus episode, but I guess I missed it. Is that Ravens rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman actually ended up getting a growing injury, and we'll have to have surgery on that. So Ravens coach John Harbaugh, that Bateman will undergo, told reporters that Bateman will have to undergo an operation It'll take them out until sometime in December, September, so probably like mid-September. Excuse me. So like most head coaches are, John Harbaugh was actually pretty, stayed pretty quiet about Bateman's injury. 
calling it a quote soft leg, soft tissue leg issue, a soft tissue leg issue. That, that kind of rhymes. End quote. And that would cost him a number of weeks, as it's often necessary. Offering a clarity on the matter from John Harbaugh himself. So he has been pretty vague on it, as much as most head coaches are. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. He he would be very lucky to make it back for week one. I he might not. He might. It's it's pretty. It's gonna be pretty close. I feel like for sure. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that long. I think those things are what a couple weeks, couple like a month or a couple. Weeks. I never had one. I never had to have that, so I don't know what it. I don't know. But yeah, so last thing today is that there's gonna be some Hall of Fame people for a team. The Eagles are inducting Trey Thomas and John Runyon into the Eagles Hall of Fame. So offensive tackles Runyon and Thomas spent the better part of a decade being successful with the Eagles history. I don't know about that. But yeah, so they're going to be honored together on October 14th during halftime on Thursdays on a Thursday preseason game against the Steelers. Scheduled to take place in week six as Philadelphia takes on the Bucks on Thursday night football. Jeffrey Lurie said in a statement, quote, Trey and John gave us every bit of confidence to execute the brand of offensive football we wanted. Both durable and consistent. They were perfect complements to each other and gave us a tremendous advantage on the edges. Trey brought incredible athleticism and technical dominance, while John gave us the power and nasty disposition we needed. They will join the other Eagles greats in quite fitting fashion as they are inducted together at, half, at halftime of our game against Tampa Bay. End quote. So they both held up the opposite sides of the line from 2000 to 2008, set record 134 regular season games together, logged seven playoff appearances, five division titles, five conference championship game appearances, and a berth in Super Bowl, the one against New England that they lost. But, of course, they lost. Oh! is going to do it for today's episode of the Full Corporate Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here and for tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoyed it uh, as much as I did creating it. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to show support again, I will have all that linked down below. As I, everything I said in the beginning, you know, the uh, rating it if you guys enjoyed it. Google and Apple Podcasts as well as Good Pods. Um, and if you go to anchor.fm slash fullcourtblitz, there is a donation button. Don't feel like you have to do that, though, unless you really want to. And there's a, um, what is it, follow button. So you guys can stay up to date and notified. But anyway, guys, that'll do it. And I'll see you guys in another couple days. So see you guys next time.